Man, welcome to another Finalysis episode, right? Let's get in. Today we have a social guest, and you know I got to give him the intro, right? <laughs> I know. So, give me a second. I got I to pray. Okay. We're number four from the capital, Washington, D.C., Chris Lethal Shooter. Matthews, hey, you did your research, you know, yeah, I wore hey, number four. Hey, hey, <laughs> you ain't come to anybody's podcast, you came to my podcast, yeah, man. yeah, we, 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 you do your fact check. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, let's say we met you for the first time, right? Just uh, talk to the fan, man. Who, who, who's Chris? Who's Chris Matthews, first of all? Forget about Lethal Shooter, who's Chris Matthews? Yeah, so a lot of people know me as Lethal Shooter because of uh, social media, you know, because I shoot the basketball. But my real name is Chris Matthews. Um, I'm from Washington, D.C., like I, you I said. Didn't, I didn't put your government, yeah. government name out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not tripping, man. So, you know, I'm from Washington, D.C., born and raised. Um, a lot of people don't know. My entire life, I played high-level AU, high-level high school, played with Kevin Durant in high school, um, played high-level college, played overseas. A lot of people just think I just started it when Instagram started. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know who really Chris is. So, um, you know, podcasts like this help me uh, put out my message to show, you know, I'm more than just social media. That's that's why you're here, man. Just yeah. to tell us the, the real Chris. Yeah. You know? So wait, you went, so you went to the same high school? Yep. With KD? Yep. We love KD, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what position did you play? Yeah, so I played shooting guard my entire life. Um, and when me and Kevin was in high school, he was actually, he wasn't really even that tall. He was only like six, five, six, five, six, six. And then he just started spurting something crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my, but my entire life, I was blessed to play with great athletes in high school. I played with Patrick Ewing Jr. Mm. I played with, uh, Jesse Sapp, Deron Washington. I played with a lot of great talents, Michael Beasley. Man, I played, yeah, I played with a lot of people. And what it is too, like that, this, not, is it DMV? Is it not DMV? The DMV, yeah, yeah DMV. So, so they, they got some hoopers, man. Yeah, I mean, we got some great hoopers. You know, the DMV is known for basketball. One of my good friends uh, speaks very highly of you, James Giss. You know oh I mean? my yeah. God, shout out to yeah. James. Yeah. I hope I get him on the pod. Yeah, the pod. yeah. And We've had some crazy moments yeah, with this guy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So James is, he's, he's one of those guys that's from the DMV and the DMV definitely helps us uh, get ready for life, you know, not mm. just not just basketball. And that's why people like James, 35, 36 years old, he's still playing in EuroLeague. Ooh. Because of, because in the DMV, you know, we're not fake about the game. You know that being around me, me and you, we're real serious about the game. And that's yeah. why a lot of a lot of players from the DMV have longevity in basketball. It's one of those things about life that uh, translates to sports, you know? So, big thing, but okay. So you go there. So what happens after high school? Where did you where you go? After high school, I went to Washington State. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know I was blessed to have scholarships to Georgetown, Syracuse, Nebraska. All the top schools um, wanted me at the time, but I decided of course, to go to Washington. you were hooping, man. Hooping. Yeah, I, I was playing some good basketball, <laughs> you know, and definitely shout out to Tony Bennett. He's at University of Virginia right now, but he was my coach for my first two years at Washington yeah. State. We was in the Pac-10. Um, my first year there, we was last in the Pac-10. And then my second year, we went all the way to top five in the nation. You know what I mean? And, right, that's what's up. and people don't know that about me. People don't know I went to the six, Sweet 16. People don't know I understand what winning's all about, you know? And then I transferred to St. Bonaventure where they were last in Atlantic 10. Then the, the year that I played, uh, the next year we went up to like sixth place. 
And then my senior year, we went up to like fifth place, you know, so I understand what win is all about. And and you can see that as well when you're around me. Like oh, a yeah, lot of people, yeah, yeah. 100%. They, they see my trick rims and stuff, but th that's just a, that's entertainment. You know, I re I'm really good at entertaining people on social media, but when it comes to basketball, it's no fun and games with me. I'm very serious about it. Let's go to 2010, right? Yeah. Chav comes in, you don't get drafted. Yeah. You know, uh, but that didn't stop you. So yeah. like, how did you, how did you feel about the moment? It was pretty tough because my entire life I was preparing for a moment, but it was my fault as well. You know, it's something that I oh. always, it's something that I always spread because I wasn't really all the way in with the game. So like, you know, when I was at Washington State, I was given like 70%, you know, and, and it was times that Coach Tony gave me opportunities to be great. So like a good example is every time we played big teams like Oregon, UCLA, all those type of teams, Coach Tony would give me my opportunities. Even if you go back to the NCAA tournament, he, I wouldn't play, but the big games, I play in the NCAA tournament, I'll hit big shots because Coach Tony believed in me, but I wasn't putting in the work that helped me get to college. What, what, what does that mean, though? The, the, work, the work of being dedicated to my craft like I was in high school. Because in high school, I was always top five in my area in, in shooting guards, and I was always top 20 in the nation um, in shooting guards. You know what I mean? But yeah. when I got to college, I got complacent. You know, so when I got to St. Bonaventure, I was a little bit of complacent as well because I, I could always shoot the basketball and I could always get over because I could shoot. But mm -hmm. I wasn't shooting to my full potential like I did in high school. So my senior year, which is it's extremely too late for that, I said, you know what, I'm going to do everything that helped me get to college. I'm going to shoot every day. I'm going to eat right. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to do exactly how my dad molded me to be as a player. And that year I was number five in the nation and threes made. I was number one in the conference. I broke like eight arena records in Atlantic 10. I still hold records at St. Bonaventure, which in two weeks I'm going back because they're dedicating um, something to me at the campus. But all that happened just in one year. And I feel like if I was devoted to the game like I was in high school, you know, and, and I probably would have potentially might have stayed with Coach Tony in Washington State, but he left for Virginia and maybe dedicated my entire life. I might, I could be somebody uh, helping a team in the corner like a Craig Hodges or like a, a Steve Kerr type of shooter. First of all, you just met, you, I, I got goosebumps. You just mentioned Craig Hodges. You know yeah. he was my coach, right? Yeah, he's my mentor. He's in, my coach too overseas. Unbelievable. So I was with the Knicks. Yeah. And it was, uh, when I was with the Knicks, it was kind of like two sides, right? It was the the Knicks, the New York Knicks, the, 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 the management of the New York Knicks, and there was the other side of Phil Jackson, the people he brought with, you know? And one of them was Craig Hodges. And was on me, man. Just talking in my just talking to me, walking me through, and just trying to make me understand the culture. But it's a different, you know, it's a different culture than overseas, being the, uh, in the U.S. But man, I will never forget this. You know, and I have this man like to this day. I always think about, you know, his kids, his 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 family, and I always, you know, I hope he's well, and hopefully, I get to make him sit sit right there. Yeah, I mean, just, you, you will. Know, talk you know, I talk to Coach Craig at least once a week. Um, he was one of my coaches overseas. And, and like you said, to go back to why I didn't make it to the NBA is because I didn't put in the work to help me to become the best, to be one of the most sought after college players in the DMV, if that makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of people say, oh, Lethal can shoot really good, but they don't yeah. know I wasn't really putting in all of the work I should have in college. So when I got overseas, you know, the, the same thing kind of happened as well. When I didn't got dr get drafted, I played in France. Yes. I played for Axe Marion. And, um, you know, I, I call, by the way, you've played in Russia. I played in Russia. You've you played like, yeah, Spartak. I played in Russia. I played, people don't know, I played in China. I played in all the, some of the biggest divisions, but I wasn't focused, you know, and I didn't really get focused until I met Coach Craig, you know, because 
because Coach Craig reminds me of like my father or the mentors that helped me get to where I am in life. And Coach Craig uh, with the triangle system uh, helped me understand the proper footwork. You know how serious I am about oh that. My God, and, and he was just teaching me certain things, stuff that I already knew, but stuff that I went away from because I wasn't the way I was to get to where I was in life, if that makes sense. Yes. You know, and being under him, it was the best basketball I played in my, in my life. You know, I, it was one game. I scored 22 straight points in the game in a playoff game. You know what I mean? It was it was two back-to-back games where I broke uh, the records in the league shooting threes. I, I hit like 18 threes in two games. And this is something that I could have been doing my entire life. And to have Coach Craig and Coach Don tell me, out of all the people that they coach, I'm one of the best shooters they ever coached in their life, it, it feels good. But I know sometimes if I'd have gave it my all when I should have, I wouldn't have been in the situation I was in. But you know, like, the NBA is different. It is. It's a different ball game. You know, it just, it's one of those things that, you know, you can fit in a team and you don't have to do much. Right. You know, but you gotta, you gotta have the tools. Right. And the tools is, first of all, athleticism that gets you in off the rip automatically. If you can, if you have the NBA athleticism, we can learn everything else. And you have the work ethic. You can learn everything else. You have the tools, you know? But uh, back to what you were saying. So let's talk about a little bit about like coaching, mm-hmm. right? So now you're a coach. So what was the, what's the difference between a coach and a player? I mean, being a coach and being a player. Yeah, the, the difference was when I was a player, you know, um, you know, just wake up, just play basketball, watch film. But as a coach, it's like my entire life now is devoted to other people, you know. And, and people, like I was telling you, people see me on the gram, they see the rims, they see all the creative ideas, but they don't know on the back end how much I help my clients and how mm-hmm. much I really care for my clients and how much work I put in because I understand it's not about me. It's about the client having good shooting percentage. It's about the client getting generational wealth for his family. It's about the client doing the things that I did wrong. And that's cheating the game, you know? So, yes. you know, playing in the NBA, all due respect to a lot of the guys, they sometimes they get complacent. They don't put in the work to help them get to the NBA. So sometimes they get behind. So that's why it's my job to keep bringing that out of certain players so they can know Hey, I know you had 30 points. That's a good job. But next game, get another 30. Like, don't get complacent. And that's why I feel like I'm a great trainer and a great coach because I know what it takes to become a great shooter. And that's what I am. I'm a shooting coach. So when people do certain things in the game or people do certain things when I train them, when I first get back with them, I can tell if they've been cheating the game or if they've been devoted to the game because I I know what I used to do and how my shot used to be when I was devoted and when I wasn't devoted. I'm asking a question. Do you think there's a difference when you coach – young kids and you coach celebrities and then you coach NBA players. Yeah. So what's the difference? What do, what do you think the, the between those three? People? The, the difference is when, when you're with young kids, it's more of I'm giving them my heart. I'm letting them know I believe in them. Um, I'm letting them know, you know, whatever's going on at home or whatever's going on at school, I don't care if you might fail with me, you can still do it, if that makes sense. When it comes to celebrities, it's kind of the same way, but I don't have to baby them like I baby a kid because it's more – they're just trying to get away from the outside world. So a good yeah. example is like if I'm if I train Machine Gun Kelly, you know, he's training because he goes on so many concerts and he does so many things that he just uses basketball to get away from the outside world. You know, the same with Drake, you know. You I was know, about to ask you that, by the way. Yeah. How, how was it? Can, yeah. he, can he shoot? Uh, Drake has a beautiful jump shot, you know. And, mm-hmm. and the one thing that people, like I said before with GQ, the people who have to understand about Drake, he's not one of those people where it's like, I'm a celebrity and I'm just going to just go in the gym and just shoot around. He's very serious about the game. And that's why I love training him. And that's why he's one of my good friends, because there's some celebrities 
that I have trained that, you know, it's just, I just trained him one time and I've never trained him again. You know what I mean? But he's one of those people um, that I've, for the last three years, we've trained multiple times. And it's definitely a dream come true to train celebrities. But with NBA players, um, this is everything serious. Not saying it's not serious with the Machine Gun Kellys and the Fleas and the Michael B. Jordans, but when it comes to NBA players, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into my training. I have to watch film. You know, I have to be prepared um, because a good example is if I'm training KCP on Monday, then I have to train Sabonis on Tuesday, then I have to train Cole Anthony on Wednesday. Those are three different offenses, three different, three different systems, and most importantly, three different people to do three different things. And that's mm. when my training comes into play because every time I train somebody, it's a whole different philosophy and a whole uh, different format to help that person per help that person within that system. With celebrities, I don't have to study no film. With oh, kids, yeah, yeah. I don't got to. I don't have to study no film. You know. What so, I mean? before I go to the the next question, I want to ask the last a little bit about the celebrity stuff. Like, who's the best shooter? Celebrity shooter. Um, I think the best shooter to me. Don't say it. Don't say probably it. Probably Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. Chris okay. Brown has a really good jump shot. You know, Chris Brown. He's another person that's really devoted to the game. Um, I, people will always make fun of me when I say this, but Drake has a beautiful. Beautiful Chris shot Brown. as well. Yeah, so th those two right there have great by the, shots. By the way, you know, like, just as a, and as a not, like, what he does is incredible, bro. Like That's the, what I'm saying. The singing, All the dan exact, dancing, like, do everything. everything bro. It, it, and I, when I'm around him, you know, sometimes he does certain stuff, and it's like, how the hell is he doing this? But that's what God has gifted him with. He's just one of those people where it's like he could just do anything. And he has pickup runs at his house where he's, always, he's, always he's playing against athletes and he's really, he's not, a, he's really good, bro. Chris Brown is really good in basketball. You know, because I used to watch films overseas. We used to watch films like you go with celebrity games. And yeah. Like, Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Nah, he's good, okay. man. Yeah, he's good. Him or, or J. Cole. J. Cole's good. Listen to him. I've never been able to uh, train J. Cole, but definitely shout out you to should. J. Cole. Yeah. Hey, J. Cole. Hey, hey J. Cole, with, if you watch this, man, let me train you. <laughs> yeah, hit a session with uh, my guy. But uh, let's go back to the like to the professional, the the, the NBA. How do you how do you utilize new like technology and 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 uh, analytics? Mm -hmm. How do you like? Well, I, I don't. I'm not really like a super analytic guy, but I do use synergy to go over um, certain film for my clients and stuff yes. of that nature. Uh, I'm not really big. I'm kind of like old school, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes analytics take away certain stuff for, for certain players. It's crazy to say that because, you know, shooting is all based on, on you know, percentages yeah. or like how, you, what are you shooting from the left corner yeah. versus the right corner or like when you off the dribble or, or the dribble. So kind of, okay, it's a different yeah. approach to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong, but I feel like with clients, when I try, when I do too much of the overthinking with stuff like that, yes. you don't want players to do that in the game, if that makes sense. Of course, if somebody is doing something very bad at something, I'll tell them, hey, you're going left, you can't shoot. But I try not to put too many numbers in it because that's when people's minds get messed up. So if I say, hey, uh, from the left corner, bro, you're only shooting 10% from three. I try to be as positive as I can if within the training and then throw in small negativity. So, like, instead of always pumping somebody's head with numbers, I'll say, you know, you've been shooting great, but you can shoot better. You know, last year, you know, you shot 38% from this from this wing, but this year you're only shooting uh, 12%. Let's get it back to 30. I don't try to dwell on numbers. And I feel like the new NBA, every day, they're just using the video guys. Just Everything's numbers. Everything. And I feel like... 
that's why a lot of people aren't uh, have anxiety yeah. and that's why people can't shoot because they're just worried about the number worried about the number and i feel like if you're free like i tell a, a grant williams or katavis carwell pope or different clients that i have you know when great you're players great players they're, yeah. yeah they're great shooters you know what i mean and, but it's so much work that goes into it and people they have to understand as a shooter you're going to have you're going to be at 40%. You're going to drop down to 32%. You're yes. going to go back to 36%. You're going to drop down to 29. Then you're going to go up to 40. But it's not how what's going on. It's about how you finish. And that's what a lot of people have to understand with the art of shooting. When my clients shoot bad, I'm never nervous. I could care less because I know that's the preparation it takes to have a strong mental as a shooter. When yes. you're a shooter and you're having bad games and you're worried about what other people are saying about you or you're worrying about your shooting percentages, yes. if you're not putting in the work, it's your fault. But if you're putting in the work and you're having a few bad games, it happens. It happens to the best shooters. It happens to the best players. Okay, uh, you don't have to say no names, obviously, but what's been the 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 worst workout you've ever had? Somebody, uh, you don't have to say a name. I mean, unless you want to. A pro? Uh, <laughs> I, I really feel like I don't put myself in a situation to ever have a bad workout. Like I always control the mm. narrative in my training. So okay. if how, do you, I, how do you do that? So like if I come into the workout, let's say the person looks tired. You know what I mean? What I'll do is I'll make sure I say, okay, yeah, positive. Oh, you look a little tired, bro, but let's pick it up. Let's boom, 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 boom. I don't allow the person to just stay within that bad energy without the workout because not only did you waste your time, you're wasting my time. And I take training very serious. And I and if you are, if I've and I've done this before with multiple NBA clients where it's like, hey, I know you bought me on a road trip. You're supposed to train for seven days. I know last night you went out and hung out. That's cool. Let's wait till tonight to train instead of the morning because I feel like the energy that you're giving off, you're, you're not ready for the training, if that makes mm. sense. And I'm one of those trainers that I care about every single session because it's a session to get you better because i know what i used to do to not cheat the game but like i don't want to you you can't waste reps you yeah. know every rep matters and it's not just about basketball it's about that in life what about the the best workout you ever had a player like you went like hey why am i even like coaching you right now you just shooting i'll say I, i've been to that point with with uh you know how to say the name katavis caldwell pope it, it was a workout where um we were shooting mid-range jump shots and he was in a slump. And we stayed in the gym till about 11.30 at night. And he was playing for the Lakers at the time at the Nuggets. And I said, bro, I think right now I can feel it. I think you can make like 65 plus mid-range jump shots in a row. And he was like, nah, bro, like that ain't happened. I said, bro, trust me. Like I can see how your rhythm is. I really think you can do it. And he got the 50 one time miss, got the 52 one time miss, and he wanted to leave it. Not quit because it's during the season, Man. but I was like, bro, I, I really, truly think you can do this. And he did it. He went all the way up to 70, 70 mid-range jump shots in a row. And it was it was, it was, was one of those moments to me, like you're saying, like, dang, like, this is my job. I get to help people. I get to do stuff. And that moment right there was a surreal moment for me because he was such in a slump. And to do that was, it was amazing. And then, of course, the next games, he just started going crazy. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So it's just... That was one of the biggest moments that I remember as a shooting coach where I, I wanted an insane number and, and, and KCP did it. Okay, so yeah. did it, man. Yeah. Shout out to KCP, man. Yeah. Where they, keep, where they put in the work. Mm -hmm. Do you ever miss playing? Do you ever miss like, man, I would, I would love to be in the NBA just, just playing. Or not the NBA, but in general, just playing, bro. Man, I absolutely love playing basketball, but I, I know how my body is, you know. That's why I couldn't play long as a pro, you know. I. I messed up my knee, I fractured my ankle, I've been poked in the eye, I've been blind, 
I, I just don't have a, the, the type of strong body that's needed to play at a certain level consistently. You know what I mean? I had polydary edema where my lung collapsed and I almost died um, playing Man, in South how, America. How, how, what? Yeah. So, I mean. How did that happen? Well, we, you know, it's certain uh, places in South America that has really it's high crazy. altitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I went there, um, if you don't drink enough water, your lung can collapse because you're not getting the, your fluid right. So me and my teammate came home um, from practice and I just wasn't feeling good. So I laid down, went to sleep, woke up. And when I woke up, I couldn't feel my legs. So I, I told I screamed to my teammate. He came in there. I was telling him, bro, I can't I can't fucking move my legs. And then they called the ambulance and they took me to the hospital. And that's when they said I had polydary edema. So I had to stay in the bed for about a month and a half where a nurse had to like, you know, hold that little thing so you can pee. And then I had to roll over to What's the take dumps. With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I did that, you know, you lose all the muscles in your legs and stuff like that because you can't really move your limbs. Your body's yeah, in, you it's in complete shock. And um, that was probably one of the lowest moments of my life. But it was one of the biggest moments of my life as well because that wasn't the first injury that I ever had to kind of beat me down mentally. And, you know, we never want to promote people quitting. But I was older and I realized, you know, basketball, playing pro is not helping me. It's, 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 it's hurting me because I'm trying to chase something that's not there right now. And that's when I became the coach I became. But to go back to playing right now, I love playing. But I notice when I play with other people right now, since I'm lethal shooter, people try to do the most. You know, if I'm shooting, somebody might go under my leg and I can fall on my knee, sprain my ankle or something like that. People are always trying to prove something. So I'm just at a point now that's in my how life. It is, I mean, that's how it is, you know. Which I don't mind if no, 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 if, of course. If, if my body didn't make me money. Yeah. So like, if I sprain my ankle today in Milwaukee training, I can't go next week to uh, to to the Nuggets to go help KCP yeah. or something. So I try to stay away from those type of moments. But I miss playing basketball, you know. And that's why when I watch my clients play on TV and they hit a jump shot or hit a free throw or hit a step back or hit a sidestep. It brings me so much joy because it felt like I did it. And I think that's where all my passion comes from as a trainer. Because, you know, a lot of people don't get to see my training. You know, they see the rims, they see all the crazy stuff, but they don't get to see the real training that I do. And they don't understand why I have so much passion is because I'm living my dream through them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. and, no, it and, does make and, and, sense. And that's what I explained to, like, Grant Williams. When Grant Williams was shooting 25% from three, I said, bro, you don't got to worry about it. I can teach you how to shoot. And now he's considered one of the best shooters on the Celtics, he was he finished like top three last year, and it's like when those players hit the jump shot, if Bobby hits a three, and or Sabonis hits a, a jump shot, and he's playing good, it feels like I'm doing it as well. So that's you know, but I do miss playing the game, so I could just live my dream through other guys. Which I would look for, actually, I would just love love for you to talk about a little bit. How did you grow up so fast in the social media world? Yeah. Like how how you know, social media has just always been a gift because. When you're on social media and you're true to yourself, people are going to flock to you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and I'm able to use social media to show the gift that God gave me. And that was just shooting a basketball and spread it and spreading positive energy. So if people uh, see my social media, just like how me and you are friends on social media, I never post negative things. I never talk negative on social media. Social media I'm not a negative person. And I think, you know, it's a blessing to have millions of people that admire that I'm putting out the energy that the world needs because you know, I could be one of those people because I live a good life when I'm doing certain stuff, but I don't I don't I don't show that type of stuff because that's not what social media is about. Social media should be about up, uplifting other people and showing the gift that God gave you. You know what I mean? And my gift is shooting. So every week I like to post good shooting videos. I like to bro break world records. I broke the runner rack record for Red Bull. 
Um, I'm, I'm signed with Red Bull. I'm, you know, I'm signed with Nike and Jordan Brand. I'm, and I'm signed with companies that sign NBA players, but they consider me like an NBA asset. You know what I mean? But that's through consistency and hard work. And to, to have millions of people on social media admire that, man, it's a dream come true. And I never take it for granted, bro. Like, I'm not one of those people that it's like, uh, you you see too, like, like if somebody said, oh yeah, lethal shooter. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, what's up? Nah, I'm not cool enough for that. Hey, how you doing? My name's Chris. How you, yeah. how your day going? We could take a picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, da, 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 I'm, I'm, and I'm always going to greet people like that because just because I'm lethal shooter or who you are or somebody who they are, that don't mean we're better than other people. No. And I, and 100%. I think, and I think that's what people understand from my social media that it's like, man, you know what? That's that lethal shooter. He cool, bro. Like, and he's approachable. It's approachable. Yeah. You know, approachable yeah. is like, uh, also, one of the things you describe me too, I think, is approachable too. I think we live in an era that everything is about being cool. Yeah, and we should just take a step back and say, like, okay, it's nice to be cool, but it's yeah. nice to be not goofy. You know, like my brother. Like my yeah. brother doesn't care about being cool. He's yeah. always himself. You yeah. know, and that's why like people just feel it's a way to like go up to him and say hi and everything. And I see this every day. My 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 thing is what you said about positivity, man. One of the reasons, one of the other reasons, like started this part. It was about positivity, about bringing people together. You know, we live in a society right now that everybody is like trying to pick sides. It's okay, it's okay. I get this. Sometimes you got to pick a side. I get that, but it's not. It's not about everything. Absolutely, it's not about everything. Absolutely. You know? So you've been in every level, right? You've been the pro level, high school, college. You got from like I'm learning the culture now, right? And now learning the culture, I get like I understand like crazy stuff happened in colleges, like crazy like stories. Do you have any crazy stories for, for the uh, in college? The craziest story I have it was me, me, Aaron Baines. You remember we used to play oh, for the Spurs? Yeah. We played together. Oh, uh, one, yeah, the so strong I, center. The craziest story I have is one of our teammates. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. No, no, teammate, don't say names. Yeah. Name. He no. um he, he actually got really drunk off. I don't drink by the way or smoke, but he got drunk off something called a, a cold turkey something. One of them drinks turkey something, but it was like a, a hard whiskey. And when I went into the bathroom, he was like throwing up because he was drunk, but he the the throw up wasn't coming out. It was it was staying in. So me and Baines was scared. We didn't know what to do. So Baines like flipped him over his side. And like, cause we're scared, you know what I'm saying? And then like hit him in the back, then all of it came out. But the reason why I always remember this is because when we went to practice, <laughs> when we went to practice the next day, Coach Tony, we, we didn't tell Coach, if that makes sense. Of course you don't. Yeah, yeah. Who does that? No, no right, right, right. So we went to practice, like nothing happened. And Coach Tony's like, anything happened yesterday? We was like, nah, bro, what you mean? He was like, everybody get on the line. He made his run for like two hours. He also he knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he who, knew. Who do, you, who do you think told him? Well, we had to. We of course you had to take. We had to take our teammates to the hospital to make sure everything was good. Oh, so you, they found out through the hospital. Yeah, I'll never, for, never not forget that. It was crazy. And another story <laughs> that was crazy. Well, you, you, you took so you took him after like he threw up and then you took him. To yeah, the hospital. but you got to be safe. You get what of I'm course, saying? Yeah. yeah. And then the second thing I always remember is that Saint Bonaventure <laughs> in Spanish. So for an entire semester, I only went to like two classes. All right, so so what is this semester? So we talk about like how many months? Like you so about? I don't know, but the the whole semester I only went to two Spanish classes. But why? But because 
You in, college, like you can, in college, you can do that. But if you're a student athlete, you can't do that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I was doing was the two main tests that needed to be done, that's when I was showing up, if that makes sense. Oh. Okay. So, so, but you can't do that, student athlete. You go to class every, every time, right? So one of my t uh, coaches, shout out to Coach Moore, he asked me, he was like, you've been going to school? Come on, coach. Like, don't disrespect me like that. You know, you know what I mean? But the whole time, you, you know, I haven't been going to school. You know what I mean? So, Coach Moore, for a month, bro, I had to wake up every day at 6 a.m. and run in um, in the facility uh, 17s at 6 a.m. every single day for a whole month. And I was like, this motherfucker is trying to kill me. And then after, when we were done, like three, four weeks in, he was like, why am I doing this to you? I was like, I don't fucking know. But he was explaining to me, like, you know, we, we, I know in college stuff is a little bit lenient, I know, but you gotta realize what you're trying to do with your life, you have to get this education, you have to do certain things, you can't cheat this, you can't do that. Yeah, gotta and that was, disciplined. you gotta be disciplined. And that's what he was helping me as well. And Coach Schmidt did a good job. And that's why I felt like my senior year at St. Bonaventure, when I broke all those records and I'm hitting eight threes in a game, and I'm doing all these wild things, is because I had coaches that didn't just care about the basketball, they cared about my life. You yes. get what I'm saying? So definitely shout out uh, to, to St. Bonaventure because they did a good job. So you were running for a month and I was you just showing up why. for the test. Oh no, I, I knew why, but I didn't deserve to run for a month. Like I, they were, bro, every day six in the morning. And <laughs> this, is how, this is what pissed me off the most. And I still remember this, bro. He would come every morning, he had coffee in his hand. And I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, I was pissed, bro. I was so mad, bro. I was so, so wait, mad. But but listen, do you think you were running a month because you didn't go to Spanish classes or because you lied to him? I think both. Because uh -huh. he did give me the option. So like he he did, out. Okay. He gave me the option. Like, hey, how's how's school been going? Man, school great. You going to school every day? Of course, coach. Then that's when I think, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's I mean, but bro, I I get to learn, you know, all these things and kind of the culture and how like things are working here, you know? And it's it's amazing how many stories people have, like school, I, like, I, like, you know, obviously we don't have colleges in Greece. We do have colleges, but not like for basketball, you know, you're not gonna see Duke yeah. or Louisville or like UCLA in, yeah. in Greece. But I wish like I could have that experience of college, you know, like everything, like from the games, to going to class, you know, just kind of not grow up so fast. Like I kind of like, we kind of grew up really fast, you know, yeah. going pro yeah. early, you know? But man, okay, okay, do you, <laughs> do you ever, okay, do you ever look back and say, man, is there anything you regret doing? Mm, not really, because, you know, I do have moments like I was telling you where I feel like I should have gave my all to, to try to make it not, not super pro, but just what, what could have happened, you know. But the more the more I think about it, this is exactly what God put me on earth to do, man. Like to to just help others and to help other young people and help other not just celebrities but regular people as well and celebrities and NBA players and WNBA players just understand the art of shooting. You know what I mean? Because you know I'm really good at shooting and. I, 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 I'm, I'm exactly where God wants me, so I, I don't really regret anything exactly, anymore. Exactly. Yeah, let's get, let's, hey, now you're talking about shooting, let's get it in. Yeah, let's get it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, what do you look forward to in the future? What's the, what's the, what's Chris Matthews' future? What, I mean, obviously you can't know, but I'm saying, what are you, what are you excited about? 
I'm just excited to try to become a better person. And when I say a better person, that's just uh, doing other things um, that's out of the box. Like you, like right now, you got a dope podcast. When you were in middle school, you wouldn't think yeah, you'd be definitely. trying to do a podcast. So it's just like with me, like I want to help. Um, I was just, I was in the movie Hustle, you know what I mean? With Adam mm. Sandler. And I'm not even an NBA player, you know. Um, I'm a basketball tech for Paramount, you know, for, for TV shows and movies. So I'm just trying to. By the way. Yeah. There's no way I didn't answer with this question. Uh, what about Bel Air, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the basketball tech for Bel Air. You know, God is good, man. Because how how did that happen? So, um, uh, shout out to Morgan Cooper. He he's the he's the writer of Bel Air. Okay. Yeah, and he reached out to me. It was like, hey, you ever have you ever helped write or help do basketball scenes for a TV show or something? I was like, nah. He was like, so who who do, do you who like who comes up with your skits for Instagram? Because you know I have skits. Yes. Where I have full blown skits you know what i mean and i was like i do that so he was like well meet me at a park so i met him at the park jabari's there i'm like what the f so jabari and all these actors and he was like i want you to put them through a, a a scene but jabari after the scene he has his friend just got shot or something like that right so i said okay let me put this together duh, 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 and then we do this so i told jabari if, if i just played a basketball game because i've been in situations rest in peace to my best friend this for where a friend got shot the day prior and I still had to play a high school game. So I said, Jabari, when you play this guy right now, you got to look at him as if he try, as, as, as if he like smacked your mom. You have to play with a certain tenacity because you have to take out on him that your friend got shot. It's, mm. He didn't have nothing to do with it. Yes. But in basketball, they be like, man, what the hell, homie tripping? Like, but they don't know what he went through because people it's, don't know about athletes. We, we're humans. We go through things as yeah. well. So I told Jabari, look, this is how you act this out. This is how you act that out. And I was telling the other actors how to do this. And I said, I want this and want that. And then Jabari, and then Morgan was like, man, you know, we want to hire you. And I was like, oh man, you know, God is good. And the first two times, the first two times I was on set, I was a little nervous because it was so many cameras, it was so many people. And you're in Hollywood. I was bro. scared. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. And and Morgan was like, Chris, come here. Uh, what do you see? And I was like, oh, I see this. Then he pulled me to the side. He said, listen, you're the best. He said, when I ask you, what do you see with basketball? I want you to speak up. I want you to tell everybody what to do. And I need you to do it. Yes. And I said, damn, he's talking to me like I talk to my clients. You know what mm. I mean? But he was trying to let me know how good I am as a basketball tech, if that makes sense. Yes. So after that, man, it's just it's just been a dream come true, man. So. Yeah, no. man. But yeah, but, you, but you, that's that's I didn't even thought about that. Like somebody has to set them up to make it look real. To because make it lot, look real. Because a lot of people, like a lot of scenes, I mean, older movies actually. Yeah, they don't look. They real. don't look like good. And that's the one thing. When that, I see like layups, I'm like, yeah. Who, and that's lay, what, who lays the ball up like that? And that's what Morgan like that. talks about. Like all our scenes look real. And most importantly, it's like like you're saying, like it don't look like soap opera. This is real deal, you know. And this season, what we're doing as well. Um, you're gonna see, bro. Like it's 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 real. Like it's 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 the give trenches. Me, give me give me a spoiler. Give me something, man. Uh, what's the spoiler? Just a little bit. A little bit. I don't know how to give out the spoiler, <laughs> but just stay tuned for the Venice Beach scene. It's gonna okay. be a good scene. Okay. We, we, it was a scene that we had to practice a lot. Um, shout out to Jabari. He was training in a hundred degree weather. I was pushing his ass. Like I wasn't being light. I have content with that as well. I haven't posted, of course. But it's hot outside, and Jabari's like, man, I don't think no. Listen, get through this workout. Because when we go shoot this at Venice, I want you to kick this guy's ass, if that makes sense. And then when he shot the scenes at Venice, man, it was he was going smack at this guy. But it looked real. It didn't look like an actor. You know what I'm saying? Man. So, you know. 
God is good, man. Man, Hollywood might be next for you, bro. Hey, man, you know, the one thing about life, never put a cap to your potential. You know what yes. I mean? So I do have some things in the work. So definitely stay tuned, man. You never know, man. You know, me and you, man. Oh, yeah, hopefully you get to play in one of my projects, too. Hey. Because I do, you know, I do a little bit. I mean, I'm ready to act, man. I'll, I'll say this on my podcast. Yeah, I've never yeah. said this to anybody, <laughs> but I kind of do a little bit of executive producing. Yeah. You know, kind of have some projects coming in. Yeah. But uh, definitely. Yeah. Just, okay, so let's let's keep moving on. Let's get, man, it's, it's a great interview so far. Does it ever feel like unreal, like what's going on in the span of like two, three years, like? how much your life has changed. I mean, obviously, you know, maybe maybe you haven't uh, moved or maybe like how much your life has changed from the outside perspective, uh, perspective of uh, people approaching you and saying like, oh my God, this is Luther Shooter. He's one of the best shooting coaches. And uh, utilizing your brand, movies, uh, from podcasts to, to co coaching, like top talent in the world, man. Does that feel like sometimes like a, like a dream or is it just like? Yeah, man, sometimes it feels surreal. But the one thing I've mastered is uh, I, I don't really dwell in the moment. So like mm. the biggest thing that just happened, you know, I'm the first trainer ever to have my own Jordan shoe, you know. And when that happened, you know, my girl was like, you're not happy, you're not excited. <clears throat> and I was happy and excited. But the thing that sucks about me is, you know, I'm thinking about the next thing. And I'm not trying to, trying to tell everybody else to think like that because you have to admire like when you won your championship, have a good time. But unfortunately, the next day, Let's do it again, you man. gotta you gotta do it again. And <laughs> and that's kind of the mindset that I have. Like, you know, I'm the first trainer ever with my jump shot as a feature in NBA 2K. You know, when it happened, you know, God is good, but it's like, shoot, God, can y'all make me on one of them teams or something like that? So it's like, I'm just always thinking about the next thing. And the other day, I was sitting downstairs in my house. I was watching Muhammad Ali. I was watching Mike Tyson. I was watching Les Brown for mental uh, things that I do at night when I'm by myself on the first floor. And I was like, damn, man, like, let me just Google myself. I never really Google myself, if that makes sense. I and, never, neither did mine. I mean, yeah. I think it was like years ago. Yeah. I did like like a search for, uh, just to see like, um, this, this I'm talking about like 2010, yeah. 2009. Yeah. There was nothing there. So. Yeah. So when I Google myself <clears throat> and I saw all these things about me, it's like, you know, TMZ and- TMZ, why? Paramount. Because, you know, when I train celebrities, you know, it's it's a blessing that it's a big deal that they train with me. So, like, two weeks ago, you know, Polo G was training with me. So, oh, TMZ good. said something. And then, but I was looking at all these uh, uh, interviews that people have said about me that I never saw. You know what I mean? And I was, and I spent, like, 10 minutes, like, damn, you know, God is good. Because where I come from, you know, people don't really make it out. You know what I mean? People don't get to, to do what I'm doing. And like you said, like, how many people... Can say you know I, I, I'm I'm doing a movie, but I'm right beside Adam Sandler. I'm doing this type of stuff, and I've never acted in my life. I've never done these things, but that's that's just with uh, consistency. So after that ten minutes, I just went back to watching those guys on TV and, and soaking up all that energy on what inspired Mike and Muhammad Ali and what helps push Les Brown to be the motivational speaker is. And then I went to bed, but I do you know have to do better at you know. When something big does happen, you know, man, you know what? I, I did a good job right there. You know, but letting it soak in, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of hard work that goes into a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you What do you consider flaws? What do you What, what are your flaws? Would yeah. You say? I, I'll say I can do better at uh, uh, having like more me time um, and having like more uh, family time. So like I, I've been I'm try I've been trying to master. You know, when I'm playing with my kids, that I'm in the moment with my kids because 
I can be playing with my kids, but my brain can be recycling ideas. Or, you know, if I'm outside and I see something a certain way, my brain might think of an idea. And that's not good. You know what I mean? Because when, when I'm with my kids, I need to understand that that moment is about them, if that makes sense. And I've been trying to master uh, master that. And I've been trying to master me time where, you know, when I'm by myself, I'm, I'm not always just thinking of all these ideas and trying to write them in my notes or come up with another idea so I can just continue to be the best. You know, sometimes you have to just cut your brain off sometimes and, and cut your phone off to to relax your mind. And I've been trying to I've been trying to master that as well. I think that's a huge flaw that I have that I don't take the time to um, just calm my mind down sometimes, you know what I mean, to, to do that. that. You know, yeah. like, uh, there was research and they said, like, all, like, almost, like, 85% of, like, successful people have yeah. the same problem. Yeah. Because it's hard when you're driven, yeah. you know, and you, and it's milestones, and you go from, okay, what's next, what's next, and how can I get better? And, and you know, like, getting better is not just what you have or what people are telling you, it's, like, Self-improvement, yeah. and it's real. Like, like me, I read like two, three books a week, and and I, and I stopped reading because my because my eyes like start hurting. So I just do the audio, 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 and nonstop about different things. You know, I, and I, you know I got to take care of family businesses and all these things I got to do. But man, just self-improvement never stop. And because this is the things I'm gonna leave the next generation. Exactly. You know, but yeah. I, I understand hundred percent. What, and what would you say are your best traits? My best traits is, you know, like I said, helping others. Um, I am a good father. That's something that I, I don't put on Instagram because I like to keep private. Um, uh -huh. My daughter, yes. Mia and Madison, they're, they're both in like swim class, dance class, uh, private schools. And that's why I work as hard as I want because I want to give them everything I didn't have. I had it older when I started playing basketball and sports, but if I didn't have sports, with the family situation I grew up with, we wouldn't have had the things that we have, if that makes sense. So I want to give my kids everything that I couldn't have. And, and, you know, I take my kids to Disney World and Disney on Ice. And and I feel like people see the content with basketball and people see all these cool things that I'm doing, but they don't understand. Like, I think being a father and uh, being a man to my fiance is, like, probably the best thing that I can do. I'm, I'm really good at that. People in the background about to tear it up, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, but okay, 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 okay. Enough about like us. So we get to we can always do this. So yeah. this is the section that you just got to pick one. Okay. So I'll give you like two choices, and you okay. got to pick one. Right? Okay. So phone in the bathroom or no phone at all in the bathroom? Like, so is this something that I do? Is this something I think you got to pick? Is you rather have the phone in your bathroom or not? No phone. I'd rather not have the phone, but I I have the phone. Mm. Yeah. Why do you have? It? Why do I have the phone? Yes. Because I'm Everybody's always. reason is different. I'm, yeah, because I'm always like do, doing creative things. Like I, sometimes my most creative things happen in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, on a toilet. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So it's so funny because I was kind of saying the same thing. And the response was like, yeah, I'll take my phone to the bathroom. Yeah. You know? And either, either, you know, I'm going through, I'm watching like maybe a game or, yeah, or something yeah. or whatever. But then someone was like, man, so are you closing deals in the bathroom? Or you're like, no, but shit. Checking it, emails. I, I'm telling you, bro. I be doing, I be it's doing a lot of It's only 24 hours yes. in a day. Yeah, bro, I'm trying to tell you. I definitely got to sleep eight to nine exactly. because I need to take care of my body. Right. And people don't understand, like right. sleep is number one. Right. 
right. your body, you know? Right. I practice for like damn near five or six of them. Exactly. Plus more that I do extra on my own, so you exactly. gotta find time. Okay, let me, let me move to the next one. So when you go to like a website, right? Mm -hmm. Do you sort by price or by rating? That's that's a good question. It's sad, but it's price. Cause mm -hmm. I, and I got I gotta get better at that too, where it's like I'm looking at stuff and I'm looking at the price, but I sh it should be ratings. Why it should be ratings and not price? Because sure. like that's like this thing right here, let's say this is uh, $19.99, but the rating says uh, a, a, a half a star because it breaks in two weeks. Why not buy the $50 one that's gonna last a lifetime? You know what I mean? Yes. So I have to do better at that. But when it comes to my family, I, I, I'm better with spending with them. And I, I was telling my girl too, I have to get better at doing that with my, I'm very cheap with myself. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's not a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying yeah. it's not a bad thing to be yeah. cheap. Yeah. And people don't say this. And yeah. it's true. Like, that's yeah. how I grew up. Yeah. Right. And I didn't have no money. Yeah. And I knew this. Yeah. So you don't have to spend money. You don't have to be a spender. But you want to be generous. As yes. Well. Treat yourself sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And when I say generous, you know, you got to, when you're generous with money, not money, but with things, you know, if, 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 if let's say I have, if you, if I have five of these, these things, mm -hmm. it could be whatever. You don't have zero, mm -hmm. and me giving you one, it doesn't mm -hmm. do anything for me. It won't right. ruin my life. Right. If I give you, out of the five that I have, if I right. give you one, it won't right. ruin my life. Right. Right. But then when you're cheap in general as a person, right. you tend to be cheap with feelings too. No, that's that's real. You tend to be like, like just closed off, like, yeah. I, I can't, yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it is. But uh, going back to the pricing of the rating, I think everybody's like that though. Yeah. No? Yeah. I do that even like on apps. Like, you know how the app, you can hit the top where it says uh, uh, by price or something and yeah. then you hit it and it shows all the cheap ones. I'm like, okay, perfect. I go right there. I got to get better at that though, bro. I got to get better at that. Would you rather go a month without your car or a month without like Wi-Fi? Without internet at all? I mean, am I in the middle of Alaska? With like, like, no, it's just regular day. Tomorrow, it's, I tell you, like it's it's a regular you go, day. You go in a month without your car, or a month, you no know, Wi-Fi, no internet. I can go. I can go without the Wi-Fi because I need my car to get around. You know what I mean? So crazy. I would go like I, I would pick the opposite though. You you would take the Wi-Fi? Yes, for a month. So and how are you gonna get to practice? Uber. Oh, get, the fuck <laughs> get out of here. Uh, he didn't tell me that was a <laughs> Get out of here. No, no, Wait, no. one second. This one. Let me uh, tell the kids good night real quick. Uh, she keep calling. My, my fault, hey, guys. Hey, first of all, leave it in. Leave it in. Leave, 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 leave. Don't say anything crazy, but leave it in. Leave it in. Uh, <laughs> Don't say anything crazy, man. Let me say good night real quick. <laughs> hey, we almost finished. Where the kids at? Oh, they went to bed already? Oh, you was calling telling me you love me? We we almost done the podcast. We'll be done in about 15 minutes. All right, love you. All right. See, I got to do better. See, the kids already went to bed. See what I'm saying? Got to do better. Yeah, but no no way. If I know it was an Uber, I would have took the while. Like, you, yeah. you, you, these are trick questions. No, it wasn't. But that's why I say you got to give me situations. You know I what I mean? You. I'm in the middle of the forest, and I'm 600 miles away from the city. Do I take the car or the Wi-Fi? No, you, no, you take the car. That's what I'm saying. You, you giving me trick questions. No, 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 no. Okay, bro. So... <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. I got to explain better. I got yeah, to yeah. explain better. Come on. I'm going to give you the last one. Okay. All right, all right. Jeans or sweats? See, that's another one where it's like, am I going to an event? Because I could wear sweats to my wedding. You know what I mean? Mm. Sweats feel great. But I do have to get better at wearing jeans and being comfortable in jeans. I love being, like a good example is 
when I came to you guys' game yesterday, I wore jeans and I was very uncomfortable. I feel like I'm just like, not, mm. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and sweats. Right, right. Like, I'm just pulling on them. So I yeah. just feel like, and sweats, I'm just free. I'm just relaxed. You know what I mean? Maybe we could come out with a jean where, no, you can't do that. I was about to say the jeans are like the feeling of sweats. But no, I mean, the jeans, they're in the works. A they, lot they, of have, they have kinda, that? Okay. Yeah, they, a lot of companies do okay, that. Okay, okay. Dress, dress pants. And okay. Kind of feel like a, Okay. Or loose. Uh, okay. Vibe. Yeah. So I, I, that was the last question for that. Let's move on to the to the facts. To the facts. I want to see if you know this stuff, right? I'm gonna give you a fact about space. Okay. I want to see if you know this. Okay. To be honest, if you knew this or not, right? I mean, I, I can't lie. If I don't know, <laughs> I'm, I'm on sixty cameras in here. We got the internet investigators here. Right. So, did you know that like uh, space actually smells like? Like seared steak, seared steak. And are they, are, they, are you trying to be funny right now? Is no, this a I, fact? I, no, no, it's a fact. Oh, it's a fact. fact. I didn't know that. It's a fact. So basically, a lot of astronauts have said like it smells like hot metal or like uh, like a searing steak when he's in space. Like when you're in space. Yeah, I've never been in space. Obviously. Yeah, we would love to go. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> no, seriously, what it's yeah. experiences? Nah, you know? it would be sick. It would be sick. That would be sick. It costs a lot of money. How cheap I am? I don't care. I have to. I might have to become a billionaire if I take that trip. What if your next skip? Was you shooting in space, making that's, shots? That's, but that's what I'm saying. You never know what what's about next, that? man. I got Stay you. Tuned. I gave you. I gave you a. Hey, yeah. What about that? Well, I wouldn't technically say you gave me one because I posted that two years ago. What'd you post? I might. That's what I'm saying. I, I have it on my page. I want to be the first person ever to take a jump shot. Of course, it can't. The ball's not gonna. You know what I mean? But I want to make something in space with the rim where it does something that it goes through the hole. Because you know, I'm the first person to ever do like paper ball through a straw. The world's smallest hoop. I'm the first person to run around. I've done first ever. My rims, you know what I mean? Yeah, you even had the, what was the last room you had? The the deflator. The deflator. <laughs> the deflator. I'm still stealing the title you said. The, the uh, what'd you say? The, uh, the, the uh, annihilator? Or was the it? annihilator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so. Yeah. What if, yeah, that would be great. I'll, I'll produce it for yeah, you, bro. Nah, be that, it would be sick, bro. And the good thing is, you know, um, you know I'm the first person ever to shoot underwater. Did you know that? No, I never. You have a video? Yes, it went viral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it went, went viral. It went viral. I'm watching. It was I'm on watching. Sports Center, House of Highlights. And I remember when I saw. How did the ball uh, go in, though? That's what I'm about to explain. I saw <laughs> this guy, and the basketball was dribbling. And I said, Jesus, this guy invented a ball that dribbles. So I reached out to him. I said, Can you make that same ball float long enough that I can power my wrist to make it go down? If that makes sense. Like, you have like a few seconds, but it drops. He said, yeah, let me let me test a few things. Give me about three months. So I'm like, <laughs> like uh, please, happen, please. What? And he figured it out, bro. He flew to L.A. When he flew to L.A., I rented out this big pool. And shout out to the, the, the people that helped me. I don't know how to swim. I know. So, but I said. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. I know. Time out, time I know. I know. I know. You don't know I gotta how do to better. swim. By the way, I, gotta I, do I, better. Like, I know how to swim. Obviously. I will, yeah. Because I'm from Greece. Yeah, yeah, of course. Water of course, you just dive into <laughs> it, yeah. I'm from D.C. We ain't swimming. <laughs> we ain't swimming, bro. You don't know how to swim. Nah. And, and I, you went. And I shot, yeah. But, I mean, for the content. For the content. I, you almost died for the content, bro. It's sad to say. But, you know, I can't die. I had, like, three, I had three, like, top Navy SEAL guys that obviously, worked you know with me. Like, you know what I mean? So they put this weight strap. It took me five minutes to learn how to use the oxygen tank. Because what people don't know is when you use the oxygen tank, you're actually just breathing out of your mouth. That's it. 
You just yeah. bring out your mouth. Mm-hmm. And because if and when he's when they showed me that, I was so excited for the content. Boom, I learned that quick. Went underwater. At first, I was a little nervous so had to keep pulling me up, you know, because yeah. I, 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 how long has you ever stayed in the water? No, I, I, so I did, crazy that you said this, yeah. you know, I did a similar one, similar photo shoot and like a video. So I, uh, it's, it's never been now. I did it for my like personal archive. So I kind of did the recreation of the photo of Muhammad Ali under the water and like, yeah. you know, boxing. And I had a whole like box and they, they yeah. put it in the water and I didn't remember it was cold. Yeah, my was cold, cold too. Cold. I was freezing. Freezing. Yeah. And I kept getting up in the beginning. And I know how to swim, but it was just like, I would leave the tank yeah. go up. Yeah. Just because of the feeling like, man. I'm... But then, you know, I found, I found it. I, found I was it so bit. excited, bro. I probably stayed under there for an hour and 30 minutes straight. I have the content. I never posted it on Instagram, though. Okay. That's how serious I was about this content, bro. I wanted to be the first So you ever. shot it and he went in it, right? I'm assuming you went in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, Once I figured it out, it's, <laughs> I started splashing them, bro. You know what I mean? But it's not like, it's like, let's say the rim is where that camera is. It's like, you have to like, and then it like. Slowly. Slowly. Give slowly. The, and then it just bucket. That's how, that's how patient I am. Okay. You know what I mean? That's how I made the paper ball through a straw. You know, it took me a few months, but I knew I could do it. And that's why I did it. I wanted to be the first. Man. That's another, like, you see, this, this is kind of give us a, a topic. Yeah. Um, but do you think, okay, did, do you think that was the hardest one you had ever had to do? I say the world's uh, smallest mini hoop that I just did like two weeks ago. It was really hard, bro, because the ball, I had like this much room for the ball to go through and I was just shooting and I'm just like, I don't know how to, f- I, I, I can't do this mentally. Then I said to myself, like, if the ball can fall in, if I'm putting my the ball in like this, I have to take away from the ball so the ball can be soft to ride the hole to drop in like and then fall in. So when I started shooting, I wouldn't drop my wrist. I would shoot and stop my wrist a certain way so the ball would be soft. So I was like that. You get what I'm saying? And then it did exactly what I was going to do. I didn't show it on content, but when it went through, I was just like, oh, thank God. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. How, yeah. how long? How long has you taken you? I mean, obviously you go shooter, so it doesn't yeah. take you a yeah, long yeah. time to yeah. to do it. But the toughest one, how long has it taken you to? Score? When I made the paper ball through the straw, that was a tough one. It, it, it took how a long? few months. Few months, huh? Yeah, I would uh, to not interrupt the house when the kids go to sleep at seven thirty. I would hang out with my girl when she went to bed at nine thirty. I would stay up every single night from like ten o'clock at night to five in the morning. Yeah, I was serious. Yeah, then my girl would come downstairs, pick up all these paper balls. I didn't care. I was going to make it. <laughs> I was going to make it. I was going to make it, bro. Would you, would you do that? You do that in, in the basement, in the, in the living room? On the room first, floor. First, yeah, floor. first floor. Yeah, on the first floor. I try to do it away from the family because I don't like to um, intertwine content with my family. Yeah, of course. Because I, I, you I, you I never want them to feel like he's, he's just always doing content. I like to do it when they're asleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your relationship with like, History in general, like you like Good. history. Yeah. Okay, you know they like Romans, right? Yeah. Okay. So did you know that ancient Roman? Guess what they used to use for like to whiten the teeth. Hmm. Can you give me three options? I can't give you three options. You know right away which one it is. <laughs> I can't get three options. I can give. Okay. <clears throat> um. Is it hard or soft? I, actually, you know what? I'll give you three options. Okay. Perfect. perfect. And then let's see if you can hear. Perfect. One is chalk. Chalk. That's it. That's the answer. No, it's not the answer. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's not the answer. <laughs> damn. Right. So what they would do is, 
they would use like urine to whiten their teeth. Urine whitens teeth? That's the that's the face I made. When but I first but it does whiten it? I don't know. I, I, I didn't even want to do the research. I was like, nah. <laughs> do I want to do the yeah. Do I want yeah. this on my Google search? Or <laughs> no, seriously. Wow. What do you think about that? What's your reaction, first reaction Well, to that? if this was back in those days, I mean, it is what it is. We would have tried it. You get what I'm saying? I think we look at that because it's, we're, we're so advanced these mm. days. There's things that we're doing now, you know, in year 3000, or look at us like that. Like, <laughs> look what they were doing to do this or that. You know, idiots. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I, yeah. I agree with that. But can yeah. you imagine, though, somebody saying, like, yeah, man, just take this. Well, you know, I brush my teeth with raw baking soda sometimes because it does do a good job, but you can only do it once a month to whiten your teeth sometimes without going to the dentist. Yeah, but it ain't the same. It ain't the same as urine. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> not the same. I'm like, oh, can you imagine man. somebody? So can you imagine if you have, like, you had, like, a, you ran out of supply? <laughs> Dude, wow. Nah, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't messing with no urine. No, no, no. I'd, have been, I'd have had yellow teeth back then. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> Seriously. I'd have to chew like some stickers and do something. Right. So the next one has to do with spiders. Okay. Right. Do you, first of all, do you like spiders? I mean, I'm not really scared of them. You know how people be acting doing the extra. You know what I mean? It's okay. Just, it's a bug. So they say that back then they used to use like spider webs for, for bandages. Bro, you're lying to me now. I am not. It's a yes, fact. you are. No, I'm yes, not. you are. I'm not about to fall for this. No, I'm telling you. Okay, let me let me let me finish what, the explanation. What, what Google search are you going through? If Bro, I'm lying. If I, if I let's say a spider just webbed all of this, right? Yes. And I took it off. Yes. And 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 I put it back on something else, right? Bandage on your womb. It's not enough for me for it to stick, brother. Let me let me finish. Okay, go ahead, finish. go ahead, go ahead. So what the, what they would do is like they would have the Let's say a bandage, right? And put right. the spider web on right. top, right. whatever, and just put that on the wound. And the reason is because, like, the, and, you know, it would help to, like, clean the wound, keep it clean, right. you know, and prevent, like, infection because, like, it has antiseptic, uh, uh, an, effect, an antiseptic effect. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Right. But, Where are they going to get that much spider web? I don't know. That's the question that I had next. And it's, and, and it's rich in, like, uh, vitamin K. So it's basically helps you. Like I'm dead, bro. bro I, I believe you. I mean, I, I I'm not trying to say I don't believe you because I watch crazy stuff. Like I watch Myth Musters. I I watch a lot of stuff that people don't understand about me. But I'm not saying I don't believe you, but there's no way that if something happened to you back in those days, like oh, we need a bad date. Go get a hundred spiders. Like where are you gonna get that? <laughs> like you're not gonna. I mean, I mean, not like that. Right. But right. They had, they they had that in mind because. At the same time, this you know it promotes like clotting, so it helps you close the wound. Right. But what I'm saying is like, how do you get the supply? That's what I'm act. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know. They might. I don't know. A lot of, I don't know what type of phone service you got, but they're yeah. giving you some bad information. No, 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 no. no. Seriously, it can't be bad. That's right. a fact. Okay. And, and and I believe it's a fact now. Okay. okay. Our friends. Okay. So a lot of people out here. Okay. Go help us research. <laughs> Go help us find out if that's true or not. Right, right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Man, you know, we're kind of towards the end of the show. I don't want to end the show, man. I want to go for two more hours. But, um, you know, towards the end, I always leave them with a kind of a story. Right. Or a quote. Right. You know, you that you that keeps you going every day. Yeah. I'll say what you know what I always say. Just stay locked in. 
Damn, yeah. Bobby said the same thing. Yeah, which, yeah. I y'all, mean, y'all got the y'all got the same yeah. energy too. I like, yeah, me like, I love your energy, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'll just say, you know, all of us are going through adversity in life. You know, during these times is rough because social media is a gift and a curse. You know, sometimes with social media, so much information is being hit with yeah. us that's so negative, and it could kind of pull down our days, but. You know, don't allow what's going on in the universe and, and around the world to affect your day. You keep moving in your purpose. You know what I mean? Keep being family, people staying, even though if it's a dad, watch it, stay invested to your family. If you're a woman, watch it, stay invested to your family. If you're a kid, listen to your parents, good, good grades. Don't let Instagram make you feel like everything is instant gratification because that's not li how life is, you know? And that's why I was telling you with my page, they see millions of followers, but they don't know, shoot, I used to be homeless. I used to have to work as a custodian. I was a teacher's assistant. I used to do all these things, but I did all these things because I realized, bro, like I knew what my end, my end cause was, if that makes sense. I knew what was at the end of the road. You know what I mean? So don't continue to look at social media unless you use it for motivation. Cause I do do that. Like I'll go look at huge homes and say, man, dude, that's what I'm gonna let. Like I, I do those things for yeah. social media. So staying locked in is just staying locked in on your, on your dedication towards your craft never giving up and understanding that life is life is a process. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that's the name of the of your I don't know, am I supposed to can I say that? Your yeah. app? You come in with no, the app. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for saying that. My, my app is called Locked in Training. Locked in Training. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's Is a, that out yet or No, it's not. It's going to be out in 2 months. It's a blessing, bro. It's something I've been working on for about a year let and me, a half. Let me get a free subscription, brother. Uh, of course. You know, there, <laughs> there's certain people that I will get a free subscription, you know, shout out. Shout no, out. I'm a, no, 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 no. I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to buy it. Oh, and I'm gonna get you. and I'm gonna get the premium. You know why? Thank you. Because that's what friends do. You yeah. support each other, man. Yeah. You know that's what. Thank I, you. And I'm gonna be the first ones too. Thank you. That means a lot, man. <laughs> Remember, you catch. Make sure you guys are recording this. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, just to um, have a dream, like it was, it was something that I was wanting to do my whole life. Yes. And at the time, I didn't have the funds, and I told my girl, you know, I want to save up some money because I didn't know apps cost that much money. They do. Yeah. I they, have. I mean, I can say it. I can say it. So I can talk about a little bit of business because I tend to not to talk about certain things. But, I, you know, ever since I'm having a podcast, I have to, you know, just talk about like a little bit. So, you know, I'm investing in certain certain apps and I understand, like, the costs are incredible, man. It's incredible. So I have a shout out to the team. They're from India. And um, th I think this is going to be one of the best basketball apps, especially for shooting ever. You know, I I'm going to do things and talk about things and have people on there and, and show people things that they've never seen before to the art of shooting. And I'm gonna I'm gonna teach people how to be focused and to stay locked in, and to be some you know the best shooters in the world. You know, of course they don't they don't have me every day with them in person to make changes, but they're gonna see what I put people through to be the best shooters in the world. And and I, I'm excited for everybody to see this app. I'm rooting for you, brother. You yeah. know this right, 100. Yeah. But at the same time, you know I'm always available if you need me to support. Yeah. You need me anything to do, bro. Everybody who's ever worked with me, interacted with me, knows yeah. I'm available. 100. Yeah. Man, again, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you so much for doing this. I know yep. you have time, you know, and I know you like kind of went with, with the schedule and my schedule, yep. you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of trying to do this, you yep. know, I, I, the best of my ability yep. to, you know, be out there, motivate people and, you know, but it means a lot to me, man. Yeah, no, it means a lot for you to have me on here. Um, you know, so many people that could be, you know, sitting in this chair and for you to have me, speak about my life and speak about who I am. It just means a lot. So thank you too. I mean, the only thing you got to do is just, if you know James Gist, you cool me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my man. <laughs> that's dog. my guy. That's yeah, my, he a good dude. That's a good yeah. dude. Uh, man. All right, brother. All right, man. Thank you so much.
Then you guys, if you want to listen to the podcast, whatever you get your podcast from, it will be available. If you want to watch it, uh, you can go to uh, the Dokubros TV. It's going to be available. And then if you want only want to watch social clips, if you want to talk to Chris, you want to follow Chris, go on social, Little Shooter. Trust me, you'll, you'll, fi you'll find him. Yeah. If you want to watch uh, some of the other stuff of Thanasis' podcast, you can go at uh, Thanasis Ante underscore 43. Be safe. Have a good night, good morning. I don't know whenever uh, you listen to this podcast. And remember, hey, have a great day. Approach with being positive. And trust me, the universe wants you to succeed. Ciao. Analysis is recorded at No Studios, Milwaukee's creative hub and production studio.